It's getting spooky up in here, y'all, as Courtney and I prepare for one of our favorite holidays, Halloween. We love any excuse for a good costume party, which is something we share with the mama we're honoring today, lovingly called the Tornado by her three kids, Elise, Michael, and Jonathan Neitzel. Mama Tori truly created the fun and memorable moments for these siblings, but don't mess with her or you might end up meeting the lawnmower. Grab your fork and grab your knife Morning, afternoon and night Mama's recipe and mine We're about to have a good time Hey sis, eat this Hey sis, eat this Woohoo! Yep! Hey sis Hey sis What is shaking over there? Just, you know, we're still prepping for Halloween and same getting ready for that big party. Yeah, I know. At least you have like two weeks. We are like going on Saturday. Lance is in New York all week. And I really honestly don't know how we're going to pull it off. You'll pull it off. You always do. You know, you're a professional hostess with the mostess. <laughs> At this point, we have, uh, I think, 21 people coming. And we were okay. like, if it's under 12, we're calling it and we're getting on a party bus and going bar hopping. <laughs> that sounds kind of more relaxing than having to throw a big party. I feel like mine's gotten massive and I'm I'm nervous. How many people? I mean, I've invited, I mean, with all the kids, like, I don't know right. how many families, but when I look at the tally of people, it's mm-hmm. like over a hundred. <gasps> Wait, but that you've I, invited, not... Yeah, yes. that I've invited. Right. Because it's like all the neighborhood people, right. and kids from the class, you know, like parents yeah. and with their kids and families and not everybody's going to come and they stagger out throughout the night because it's more sure. just like a stop by while you're trick or treating. Mm-hmm. I am a little nervous about how much food I need to prepare. And <laughs> I think I'm going to do multiple chilies, right? Mm-hmm. Like and then I'm going to do, I've decided I'm going to do tacos. I'm going to do like a brisket taco and a chicken tinga taco with lots of dips and chips. And just because Mexican's easy. I just feel like you're kind of overdoing it. Why not just make three chilies and call it a day? Well, I mean, I guess I could, but. I don't think you need to do tacos. You don't? I really don't. I mean, okay, you know what? You're right. Don't kill yourself. Well, this kind of leads me to my next sort of topic that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Last week, I went to a party at one of my friend's house, Allison, and Mm -hmm. she was hosting it for a little fundraiser for the school. Her thing was, you make a perfume, you get to go and like make a scent. They have these people there that you create your own perfume, which was really fun. Cute. I mean, she takes party throwing to the next level. She better than us? That's the thing. She, (gasps) I learn from her every time. (laughs) And that's okay because there's always somebody better than you. And there's, you know, and I feel like she's my, as they say in the uh, manifestation world, she's like my extender. Like Mm -hmm. I can like learn from her. The way she sets up her house is so beautiful. But one thing, and I want to go back to, you're saying, I think you're overdoing it. Like Mm -hmm. it was probably about 
40 women. Mm -hmm. And all she did was make this bountiful order, this bountiful array of sushi. Okay. That was it. It was just a bunch of different rolls Mm -hmm. and some seaweed salad. There wasn't edamame. There weren't dumplings. There weren't this and that. And I always feel this need to make such a variety of Mm -hmm. food when I'm entertaining. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I don't think it's that needed. I don't either. And then in the other room, she had this gorgeous dessert table that she, you know, did different levels. So there were cake stands and there were little things, but there were only three kinds of dessert. It was just macaroons, brownies, and lemon bars. Mm -hmm. But the way she displayed it was so beautiful. Right. And then the other thing she did, which she always does something special at her parties that just makes them a little more unique than your Mm -hmm. average party. And she, on her dining room table, now I don't know if I'm brave enough to do this, but she stacked like two dozen champagne glasses, you know Mm. how they do. And then was having people stand on top of the tape on a ladder and pour the champagne and and it was all trickling down and make, you know, did it get everywhere though? A little bit, but like not as much as you think it would get on the table. I kind of wanted to do it because I wanted to get a video of me doing it. And then it just seemed like, and I know, and I didn't, and I regret it. How to do it for the podcast. I know. (laughs) So, but I do have a video of her doing it. It's those little elements that are unexpected Mm -hmm. that just make it so much more elevated. Right. I just have to give a shout out to her because she's very innovative with her hostessing and always makes it just warm. There's a simple perfection that she is able to achieve. I love that. I need to take a page from her playbook. So maybe I will just do chilies and just keep it simple. I think you should definitely stick with the three chilies. One, you can make those in advance and freeze it. Make a really yummy cornbread, like put in jalapenos Mm -hmm. and cheese. Maybe a couple different cornbreads. Oh my God, here she goes again. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney cornbread. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you got to maybe have one regular one for the kids and then you can do the spicy cheddar jalapeno for the adults. You can have two. Okay, Okay. (laughs) two two and only two. Cut me off at two. And then what about salads? I need some salads, don't I? Oh, no, you don't. It's just a stop and chat, dude. You're right. Nobody eats the salad. Last year, I did all these salads and nobody touched them. No. You're right. Okay, I'm I'm overthinking it. You are. What about about spooky deviled eggs? All right, you can make the spooky deviled eggs. I know, (laughs) because Vivi wants to make the spooky deviled eggs. I think you should do that. Okay. All right. It's settled. This has made me think that I'm going to pare down my menu too for Halloween. Okay. Thanks, Allison. Since our theme is a geriatric Halloween, one foot in the grave. Hate that theme. Yes. Yeah, I know you do, but (laughs) I almost poo-pooed it and then everybody else got mad and they were like, well, who's saying it's not good? I was like, my sister. And they were like, she's not even coming. And I was like, well, (laughs) all right. You're right. Sorry. It's going to be hilarious. Okay. I have mom doing bingo. Oh, that's great. I'm going to have Dwight spin the ball and mom's going to call out bingo. (laughs) That's really cute. And we're going to give away like penis pumps and Ben Gay. (laughs) What's a penis pump? Like a penis pump to like make your penis bigger. Oh my God. But that's not real. Like you don't get that at the CVS or something, do you? I don't know. I'm going to have to look into it. (laughs) I mean, is that like a, is it like a joke or is it a real medical device? I... I, I don't know. Why don't you about Viagra? Oh, I don't have any. Oh, I was thinking more like Metamucil or, yes. you know, um, Bengay, some Epsom travel salts. size Advil. Yeah. 
maybe some bunion, some corn and bunion. Oh, uh, or like Dr. Scholl's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are some really great party treats. Oh, God. But, well, my menu, I'm going to do all like soft foods as if you're going so to funny. an old folks home. That's and really oh shit, that reminds me. I got to order those trays. We saw these like paper plates that are in a rectangle that are like all mm -hmm. compartmentalized, like as yeah, if like you the get... hospital. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I'm going to get those. But mom had previously talked about her sloppy Joe's. So I thought mm. that would be funny to do a sloppy yeah. Joe's little station. And then I'm going to do a mashed potato bar. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's yummy too. And yeah. that's still a little elevated party. Mom doing the bingo is going to be amazing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Please get video of that. I shall. I shall. Well, speaking of mom, I made her pecan pesto last night. Okay. And? So good. How did you do it? What did you serve it with? Okay. So I made the first batch with just the way mom sent the recipe. It has a quarter cup of lemon juice in it. Okay. And it was so bright and it was so beautiful. And I tasted it. I didn't even have to put salt in it. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Like I didn't add, you know, with pesto, you kind of got to like sort of a little more olive oil or. We'll also tell our audience about this pesto a little bit. Okay. So when I was in Dallas a couple of weeks ago, we were too tired to go out to dinner and Whitney didn't have anything in her fridge. So we called <laughs> Mama Ashley. We said, we're making martinis. Do you have any snacks? And what? No, I mean, I might have a cheese or two. And she comes down with like one block of cheese, some crackers and a bowl of pesto, pecan pesto that she made. So we made a dinner out of it. I mean, we yeah, were was great. dipping these chips in there. They were so good. I mean, we were using it as a dip, not, yeah. not as a pasta sauce or anything like that. Well, I think it's interesting is that it's pecan pesto. Typically pesto yes. is made with right. pine nuts. But yes. being the good Southern gals that we are, mama toasted up those pecans. Oh my God. And I, I kept thinking, and I'm not like a huge pesto fan. I mean, I like it, I but it. I, this, I know, but it's not something that I, I mean, I could not stop eating it. So I've yeah. been dreaming about it ever since. So mm -hmm. I made it last night and I, I said, Vivi, come taste it. Cause she loves pesto, my 10 year old. So she took a bite and she's like, oh my God. She's like, it's so good, but it's lemony. Like, I don't think daddy will like it because oh, mm -hmm. it, you know, the lemon. Yeah. So I made it, I had so much basil. So I just made another batch without the lemon and I tasted it and it was fine, but it, to me, it tasted a little bitter, right? Mm -hmm. It really needs mm -hmm. an acid in it. So mm -hmm. I thought about, should I put some red wine vinegar in there? Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let it stay. I'm just going to do it. He can choose. So I put out the both in front of him before I was going to serve it with pasta. Yeah. I did serve it with pasta and I let him try it. And he actually liked the lemon when he goes, well, I think pesto actually needs a little lemon in it. I think Jason's taste buds are changing and I like it. <laughs> I do too. And we put it on pasta and it's just so delicious. And yes. so I have some leftover and I think I'm going to maybe do it like you were saying on salmon this week or mm -hmm. something. I'm now convinced that you and mom are so similar when you get on a train of food. Oh Yeah. Right. We can't stop. So I go over there the other day and she's like, oh, I need you to try this pesto. I'm like, I I've had the pesto. It's delicious. She's like, no, I made a new batch. And <laughs> with she, pecans? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I guess she just didn't use as much lemon or I, I don't really know, but it yeah. did. I actually did like it better than the previous version. So she sent me home with some. So I had it as well. Oh, you had it last night too. Look at us. Sunday, I went to Central Market and I got homemade ravioli. So I thought it'd be really good on like a cheese ravioli. And was it? It was delish. 
And even yeah. good cold, like a pasta salad the next day. Oh, yeah, I bet. But I'm telling you, this pesto is something else. We're going to have to put it up on the site. Yeah, I, I know. I I'm I was always all about Mama Mary's from episode, from <laughs> yes. July episode, which is really good too. But I think it's interesting to do something different and use the pecans. We might have it's to have a pesto experiment. off. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, mom's the one that I think she's got about 10 different variations frozen in her freezer right now. I'm sure. So she'll probably whip them out in two years and say, hey, let's have some pesto. <laughs> I need to use up this pesto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I have a funny mama. Well, she's actually she's just calling me right now, but she's going to have to wait. She's going to be like, you didn't call me back to discuss our plans for tonight. You know, we have the Tiff's Treats discount going on right now. We have mm-hmm, a promo right. code. HASIS15. Exactly. So mama got on line last week to order and she's like it is not going through I don't know what's happening that's a bad code yeah. it's a bad <laughs> yes. code and I went and tried it out and it worked and then I'm like I think it's just for cookies I don't think you can order brownies or anything she's like okay well let me try that and she calls you back she's like, I don't know what's going on it is not working she's like hey oh sis eat this and I'm like no mom it's no, just mom. hey sis 15 she's like yeah. oh shit all right <laughs> Well, that's the problem. Okay, bye. (laughs) So you can still get those cookies. That discount Mm -hmm. promo code will work all the way through November. So don't forget to go to cookiedelivery.com and put in promo code HEYSIS15 for 15% off. Yeah, don't do HEYSIS8 THEY US. (laughs) Yeah. Earlier you talked about wanting to get that champagne shot for the gram or any of the podcast stuff. So mm-hmm. I had a little incident on a Friday night that I didn't tell you about because I had to save it for the podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we went to Beastie Boys cover band here in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And Andrea, you know, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. little partner in crime was mm-hmm. like, let's go rush the stage. And I'm like, what? She's like, I used to do it all the time. You just like get on stage and you just like dance and party. And I'm like, okay. So we had like a booth upstairs. We went down to where the stage was. She's like, okay, let's go do it. I'm like, all right. And then she's like, I'm I'm just not feeling right now. It's not a good vibe yet. And like rush the stage meaning like you're going to like run or you're going to just weasel your way through the crowd because you're both little. Go up on the stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're down there and like one of the guys who's in the band like comes down and he has his microphone and he like puts it in our face. So like we sing it along and we're like, oh, it's on now. We've got okay. to. Well, she's like chickening out. And I'm like, all right, well, dude, I'm going. I got to do it for the gram. I got to do it for the pod. It'll be really funny. Okay. Lance and all our other friends are up in this booth. Uh-huh. Waiting and for us to do this. Doing? No, they oh, do. Okay. They think we're crazy. Okay. So it's the last song, Fight for Your Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I need to do Perfect it. timing. So okay. I go up there by myself and everybody's like, what the hell is you happening? You just walked up on stage? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like. The- Did you have to hoist yourself over up onto the stage? Or <laughs> you know, just- there were stairs, but that would have oh. been amazing. <laughs> and I go up there and the song is like literally ending. <laughs> oh no, you didn't get the courage until the very end. 
Were they excited to see you or did security rush you off? Uh, no, they were like, oh, yeah, party on. But like literally the song was ending. It was oh, so anticlimactic. No. That is so funny. And then I like get off the stage and the police officer pulls me aside. <gasps> no, no, <laughs> yes. no. Oh, no. Yes. And he's like, ma'am, you really cannot do that. That is not good for security. We don't know. <gasps> we need to know everybody who's up on stage. You can't oh, do it. No. I was like. Uh, I was just kidding around. <laughs> He's like, that's very bad protocol. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't get your I know, I was arrested. Like, Am I gonna get arrested? Little idiot. Yeah. Oh my god for for rushing the stage of a Beastie Boys cover band. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I wish they had arrested you. You could have learned a, a lot from a night in jail. <gasps> that is just mean. No, just I don't kidding. do anything illegal. I know I'm well, joking that the cops would find out about. That is funny. Yeah, it was really funny. Did Lance so, get that on video? Yes, getting yes, pulled he over does. by the cop? Oh, oh yes. I don't know about Amazing. that. I don't know. Oh. I have to I have to find out. But the video is like so embarrassing. But we're going to have to post it because I did it. Okay. So, OK. All right. You had to do it. <laughs> it's awful. Take one for the team. Seriously. It's great. Maybe we should talk about today's episode. Yes. That, and set that up because you know it's going to be an exciting episode when the mom's nickname is Tornado. <laughs> yes. So Mama Tori, you know, as we like to call our mamas on the show. Yes. Mama Tori Tornado. She goes to the beat of her own drum. She's a quite a free spirited mom. And I feel like I really identify the most with these free spirited moms that we have on the podcast, like Mama Beverly from yeah. the Frosted Southern Frosted Flake episode, and yeah. these whimsical women who really just provide so many fun memories for their kids. And you're going to hear that in this episode. It's just fantastic. We have on the Neitzel siblings, Elise, Michael, and Jonathan. It's really special and fun. I think it's a great tribute. There's lots of laughs in here. It makes me want to cut loose with my parenting and maybe just buy a Winnebago, you know, sponge paint it and hit the road, hit the road. <laughs> Let's so do it. Enjoy the show. <laughs> yes. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Did you ever have a girl crush when you were in high school? Like somebody who was just like the coolest girl, older, like so beautiful, mm. sporty, just like yeah. you're obsessed. No, I think I was that girl that everybody <laughs> had crushes on, but no, I'm just t hardly far from it. But well, today's guest was my total girl crush. She was four years older than me and everybody just thought she was a total badass and she is, and I'm so fortunate that when I moved back to Dallas, we were able to reconnect, and we've been causing trouble ever since. You know what I think is funny, Whitney, is that you, like all these guests that we interview that are your friends from high school, you always say, like, we've been getting into trouble ever since. Like, you just, you're, you've been, you're a troublemaker. I am. You just get into a lot of trouble. I just like to party. Well, we're also joined by her two younger brothers, uh, Michael and Chef Jonathan. We have Jonathan's a chef, so he, we're keeping it very on brand here at Hey Sis today. So yeah. let's welcome Elise, Michael, and Jonathan to Hey Sis. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We're so excited. So looking back... Us girls, we went to the all-girls Catholic school, and the boys went to the brother school. 
And I think between the five of us, Mm -hmm. we span like the amount of trouble from 1993 (laughs) to 2000. (laughs) There you go with the trouble again. Well, I'm just saying. Take me out of that mix, okay? Trouble attracts trouble. That's that's true. true. So I know you're the oldest, at least, but how do y'all kind of rank and what's the age difference? So we're all four years apart. I'm the oldest, and then Michael trails me by one year, and then Jonathan trails me by four years. So okay, yeah. you're like Irish twins. Michael and I, yeah, Irish I mean, Catholic. We're twins. literally like a year apart. It was a lot of fun growing up, for sure. Oh, and I, I was bet. really happy when Jonathan showed up because Michael stopped bothering me. You were like <laughs> three or four years old, like I know, but still, yeah. <laughs> she has a distinct memory. There's some trauma there, you know. It's a trigger. Apparently, I don't remember it, but I just remember that she was not traumatized. I just want to put on record yeah. they will always be older than me. Yes, so. that's true. That's a that's good the benefit card of being the baby. I'm excited about it. But <laughs> you were very yeah. close in high school, and we were even closer in college because we end up following each other. He followed me to KU. So, oh, that's but, fun. Yeah, so it was. A, we had a, a lot more fun probably at Kansas than we did in high school. I know we were pretty close in high school. Michael, we're here to celebrate Mama Tori. So tell us the kind of mama and woman that she is. Well, she was a great mother. Um, she was always heavily involved. In my opinion, or just for me personally, a lot of times, too much involved. So <laughs> This is a reoccurring thing. It's a with, reoccurring yeah, theme with she, the sons. Her and I have a, a, a very unique and loving relationship, but mm-hmm. we butt heads a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was absolutely just determined, you know, to provide and, you know, be around and there and present and, um, you know, loving and good for us mm-hmm. all the time. So um, we have a great mom. That's sweet. Yep. Anything to add to that, Elise or Jonathan? If we're at the table and you happen to like eat the last bit of mashed potatoes mm-hmm. before you could even think about wanting more mashed potatoes, she's up, she's got the pot. Like, let me bring, no, no, no. I mean, we can do this. Yeah, yeah. Just has to, has to make sure everyone's okay. Like, do you want more? And I'm like, time. I haven't even started. You wow. know, like, yeah. That's so giving. That's so yeah. loving and attentive. Yeah. No, she was, she was always making tons of efforts to be at everything you know, whether mm-hmm. it be like your sporting game or your school or your birthday party. I mean, she went to like all lengths to get all the details. I mean, mm-hmm. not too like, what would you call it? What over are the, the what top? Are, not over, over the top she or she's, she's not but, like Pinterest mom or anything right, like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that didn't exist but, back but then. But I think Michael said it present and that's mm-hmm. the most important gift that I, I think a mom can give their children. Yeah. She was creative. She wanted to be different. You mm-hmm. know, she was like, I want to do things that other people are not doing. So let's try to do this. I mean, that's I'm awesome. some of my favorite birthday parties. Like we're, the ones that were literally just like her coming up with an idea and just rolling with it. Can you think of one in particular that? Yeah. There's one that like really stands out. She, um, she told me, she's like, invite your whole class or whoever you want. And they were redoing their garage. So they had pulled everything out. They were going to repaint the entire thing. And so she's like, all right, before we do this, like, let's have your birthday party there. And she's like, tell everyone to wear like, you know, crappy clothes. And we're going to give you guys all paint and you guys can paint all of the walls in the garage and just go to town. And so all my friends, we, I mean, just, we painted whatever we wanted because they were going to have a professional painter come and right. oh, repaint brilliant. the whole thing over. So we just like got to like trash the whole thing. So fun. At what age was this? This was like eight or nine or something like that, or 10. I mean, 
I know. I, I know what Michael was going to say. Was anyone writing penis on the wall? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, and then on top of it, she get, she made just sheet cakes that were just plain, and she gave us all like she gave us all those decorated like yeah. tubes gels and gels and, yeah. and stuff. And so we got to, so everybody got to decorate my birthday cake. Oh wow! Also, and then we got to put candles. So it just that was cute. It was I love just that simple idea. in the backyard or in the garage down the driveway. But and, so creative. Yeah. And like simple, but and super different. creative and so much so much fun. People remembered it. No roller you know? skating or, you know, bullshit ice skating. Yeah, she didn't like rent places Bowling out. Party. Yeah. 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 That sounds way more fun for a kid to go and splatter paint someone's garage. Yeah. At least we've talked about how your parents got divorced when y'all were younger. So I'm sure that you had two different dinner tables at Mama Tori's versus Daddy Mike's. So... Mm-hmm. Did they kind of keep it similar or were there different things going on at those dinner tables? Yeah, they were they were totally different. Um, you know, my dad ended up, you know, cooking a lot and he actually is a really good cook as well. So um, definitely want to give him a sh- give him a shout out for his cooking skills. But we would cook. He would cook and then we would all sit every single dinner was around the coffee table. We had this huge mm-hmm. square coffee table that he still owns. Like I literally like. I'm like, I want my name on that thing, you know, yeah. like we would just throw all the pillows down, sit around it. And wow. it just, it was like Japanese style, it was like Japanese style, but it was so much fun. So, I mean, that's, that's what I remember growing up. My mom, you know, she would, she would cook, but she had these like, I don't know. Do you guys remember the TV dinner night too? I mean, like she had her meals, but then she had her night. She was like, this is my night off. Yeah. Yes, and girl. every single Wednesday night. As she should. Or whatever the, was it moonlighting? Probably was moonlighting. I think it went from moonlighting to Dr. Quinn medicine woman. <laughs> you're right, you're right, right, right. I feel like that should be in reverse order because wasn't moonlighting no, a little bit I think racy? it was dynasty, then moonlighting, then Dr. Quinn medicine right. woman. There's <laughs> cheers in there as well for Randy. Yeah, that was like at yeah. 11 p.m. But she would like, she would take it, she would like literally like throw us all in the car. She's like, we're going to the grocery store. You guys are coming with us. You got to pick out your TV dinner. And I mean, I'm not trying to like sidetrack her cooking because right. she did, she did but do some memorable. cooking. But this was like a memorable night for me mm-hmm. because she was like, okay, you're, enjoyed it. you're on your own. The funny thing is that we would get in the aisle of the frozen food section mm-hmm. and we would sit there and we're like, are you going to, are you going to go off um, like your regular meal right. or what are you, what are you going to get? We got the same thing every time. We got the exact same thing every single time. And what John, was that? What was yours? Salisbury steak. Yeah. Michael. I don't remember. <laughs> Chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie. Oh. That's for sure. And then I had like the Mexican enchilada dinner. Is oh this like Stouffer's? So funny. Whatever. Everything. Mine, anything. Yeah. I'm anything. sure mine was like made by like El Paso or something. I don't right. even know. But she is like, she's got a dish. My favorite dish from is carbonara from mom. Um, and, it, and it wasn't Ooh. until years later that I learned a little bit more about Italian food that it's vastly different from what the traditional Roman right. carbonara right. is. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. There's the bacon, ham. She mm-hmm. goes with the, you know, the egg yolks and the cheese. So mm-hmm. the elements are there. Keep it traditional? Well, no, it's oh. just, it was kind of the, it was mom, mom's version. Mm. Yeah, Mama Tori's mm-hmm. version. Do you still make it today? She makes it. Uh, I had it with her and Elisa's son, who just went off to college um, not too long ago. You know, she made it for both of us. So oh, that's he, awesome. he, he wanted to try it and I need to eat it every chance I get. So Aww. I have fond memories of her carbonara for sure. Mom was a professional at feeding the masses. Mm-hmm. You know, right. all, all oh, of our yeah. sports teams, we'd come over, she'd put everything together. 
you know, throw it in the oven, you know, the casseroles. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I remember whether, you know, your whatever version of the King Ranch casserole. Right. Or, it's a good one. You know, but being able to just kind of put all these things together and feed, you know, 12 guys before they've got to go back to practice. That's or so nice, to a game. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was awesome at Domino's Pizza. <laughs> as we all are, as all moms are. Do you think that Mama Tori would share her carbonara recipe with us? Or is it a oh, I thought she would. No, okay, she we want to put it on the website. Oh, yeah. She would totally. Jonathan she, sold it. She does. <laughs> she does from our great-grandmother have a oh. wonderful whipped cream recipe. Yes. Hmm. Our, our great-grandmother was yeah. no, Noni, our Noni. Okay. And that's Wonder her, what makes that's it her grandmother name. A um, little bit of almond extract. Ah, Ooh. there you go. The chef knows. Mm-hmm. That sounds delish. That's the well, secret. Speaking of chef, Chef Jonathan, you are the general manager and chef at Barsati's, correct? Yes. Okay. And that's here in Dallas. Delicious restaurant. I've heard great reviews. They've just reopened with a new menu that you have been highly stylizing, I believe. We well, we've been expanding a little bit from what we were doing before. We yeah. we closed down for a remodel for mm-hmm. about three months. Came out of it with a new name. Yep. Um, completely new design to the front of the restaurant, which has been a big hit. It's it comfortable. Beautiful. We've got a, a full bar. It was beer and wine beforehand. Woohoo! Yeah, we need, we, need <laughs> we you need to serve the dirty sis martini there. Mm-hmm. The dirty sis martini. Yeah. Well, let's make some right. and try it. Yes, let's we'll come it. in yeah. this week okay. for sure. <laughs> so, given your history of of being in the culinary world, what inspired you? Who inspired you? Did you get that from your mom? Did you get that from your dad? Well, first, uh, the three of us were on a Scott Murray's Sports Extra. Thing when we were kids. I'm sorry? <laughs> it, it was like a uh, sports show, um, like local sports show. And I think okay. was Scott it, Murray like was a, like a local sports journalist, but <laughs> he had like a video show on the weekends or something. Oh, and and it, okay. I think it was a school auction thing. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> like your I, mom or dad like, bid on it? it. Yeah. Right. Oh, and so hilarious. after like highlights of local sports, you know, they, they go to us and they ask some questions. And they asked Michael, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to be a chef on a cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds awful if you've ever seen thousands of people on a cruise ship before. Oh, yes. Neurovirus, no thank you. (laughs) Totally inaccurate. So so that's where it all began. (laughs) Were you waiting to pull that out? Were you just like, was that baking all day waiting for this? Well, well, that and I remember we saw his feet dangling he was a shorter person and uh we got caught laughing <laughs> on camera when we looked over and the feet didn't hit the ground so oh my god and he didn't he had socks on too he didn't wear shoes yeah socks no <laughs> shoes and dangling feet the whole time it was distracting you know we were trying to we were trying be to concentrate on we were trying to be professional yeah oh that my was your first gig gosh but um i always loved eating first i'll say that so. same we cooked a lot at home, you know, we, sure, we had the, the TV dinners or, you know, a pizza night, but both of our parents were always cooking mm-hmm. and just kind of enjoyed, you know, different, different things. And then it was always fun over at, uh, at dad's house. He was more kind of pick up the, uh, 
the food and wine magazine or the mm. watching something on TV and seeing some crazy dish like duck l'orange or something that he's never had. And he's like, okay, we got to make that. Wow. And so I think that's kind of a difference too. Mom, yeah. mom's taking all of the food and throwing it together. More mm-hmm. instinctual. More instinctual, which is very much kind of what I end up doing cooking for a living rather than mm-hmm. just following, following line by line right. on mm-hmm. recipes, yeah. which is great. I mean, you, right. you buy cookbooks, you see these recipes, sure. but you know, one thing with that is people kind of freak out if, well, I don't, I don't have that item. Yeah. Okay, How do just you pivot? Move to the next one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. 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 But kind of seeing both of those angles. You got it from all sides. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. But I haven't cooked on a cruise ship yet. That's, I mean, <laughs> Neither that's have the I. goal. Well, you got to cook a lot on a cruise ship. There's constant eating. Well, speaking of cruise ships, kind of makes me think of vacations. And um, when we were growing up, we would we we did a road trip or two. I mean, the only I think the only road trip we really did was going from Dallas to like all through Texas and then into Matamoros, Mexico for a day. And I had like diarrhea for three weeks after <laughs> leaving um, when I was seven. And I remember being like, I'm never, but anyway, um, and I think that ended our road trip career. What about you guys? Were you a family of road trips or cruises? On the road trips every summer. Um, well, well, three summers in a row, I guess. We did the Winnebago. We did East Coast. Mm-hmm. Kind of Winnebago. Yeah. That's really committing. Yeah, they. Like, oh, yeah. I think they bought one. My mom. She was like, "We're gonna remodel this." I remember oh. us like, "She's like, let's oh. get the sponges." And we did sponge paint on the on the wall. It was like you know before. <laughs> oh I mean, God, do y'all I remember her. that? Yes. Yes. Like she was like, "Here's the pink and here's the blue," and y'all just go to town together. Do you remember this, Michael? I remember the Winnebago. I'm not sure. I remember the sponge. You're not paint part of the decorating. Of no, I'm not much of a decorator. Well, we hit all of the lower 48 states. You wow. did? Yeah. Even if we didn't stop, we drove through yeah. every state. Yeah. That was, I thought that was impressive. two summers. Was that three? I thought it was because just there two. Because there were other road trips. It wasn't all in Winnebago because there were, there there were times. Yeah, there was a van. With a TV. We had a, oh. TV. We had a TV back in like 1980-something. Oh, that was that was a big deal. I remember when there people had deal. vans that had TVs or Suburbans with TVs. That was like fancy. How many times did we yeah, watched with the like, Motorola back phone? And yeah, all those yeah, stuff? exactly. Yeah. What were the names of the movies that we we watched? I mean, I know for sure it was The Man with Two Brains was in there. Oh, for <laughs> sure, Steve yeah. Martin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Man movie. with Two Brains. Um, Inappropriate for today's youth. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, it's been probably been canceled. We are exposed to a lot of those as well. We would go to Florida with my dad, and then she was like, okay, I'm driving to Florida and pick y'all up. And then we would hit, you know, go to Florida and then in Georgia and North Carolina. Carolina this is a good geography test for sure. her. Right <laughs> keep, keep going. I won't you're help doing, you. I won't great. help you. I was like, uh, Jersey. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. By the way, she like would meet these random people, and then she's like, oh, we're going to stop here. I met this guy or I met this girl, and we're going to like go visit them. And you're like, who are these people? And Anyway, oh, but we, funny. and or friends or family lived everywhere. So she, that, you know, very little did we stay in a hotel. We were always staying with somebody, but w- yeah, like Jonathan said, up the East coast sure. one summer, all the way up to Canada, the Niagara Falls. Wow. And then zigzag back down all the way through, like, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, everywhere, Ohio. We stayed in Cincinnati, Ohio with my mom's friends there. Um, but yeah. And then the next summer, all the way up the West coast and this whole same kind of situation. Gosh. No, and would you go the whole summer? Like all like. 
two and a half months. It was probably six weeks or six, eight weeks, probably. Wow. No, the craziest story though, like I have to tell this because my mom was just like, she's just nuts. Like when it comes to like just doing random stuff, when, do y'all remember when we went to the Indian reservation? Oh yeah. So, so back in when we were in grade school, she goes on this trip on an airplane and comes back. She's like, I met this Indian named (laughs) Nehenazgana, American Indian. Nehenazgana, and he's going to come to um, your grade school and he's going to, you know, tell everybody about the Indians and the reservation and blah, blah, blah. And so a month later, Nehenazgana is like in our school doing this whole entire presentation with like rabbit's feet and, you know, like all the, you know, (laughs) typical stuff. Right. And then sure enough, on our road trip up the West Coast, she's like, so we're going to be stopping in South Dakota at Nehenazgana's. Indian reservation and we're like okay mom like wow so random but whatever really cool we pull off this dirt road I mean John remember like it was we had maps with like highlighted everything was highlighted she was like yep like triple a like triple a like (laughs) I remember those ready to go maps and then should we highlight the whole thing ready to go I mean pre pre like driving you know there's no like navigating during it no this is before ways if you're sitting shotgun which we all fought over but you're the navigator. Yeah. 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 You got a um, job to do. Pull off on this dirt road in the Winnebago. And do y'all remember the night or the day that she got invited to go to the hut? But yeah, the, 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 the sweat smoke, hut. Smoke peace uh, pipe. Yeah, the yeah. sweat hut. Like ayahuasca or like po- 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 peyote. 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 I think it was not peyote, yeah. but it could have been. Yeah. Fun. Mom's got a crazy side. There is a story that she took peyote and wrote a book while in a tree at SMU. True. And we've, True. we've asked her about the book, but I've never seen the book. <laughs> she said it's that? Out there. No, that? Well, that's a rumor. I, oh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I love this I'm girl. inclined to believe it, though. Tori's a good time. She's like up for anything. But she like next thing you know, we're sitting there and we're all three in this Winnebago. She's like, all right, I'll be right back, guys. And um, we're like, where are you going? And she's like, well, I'm going to go to this sweat hut. She's wearing this robe. I'm like, what do you got underneath there? And she's like, oh, well, nothing. And she's like, I'm going to have to take this off when I get in. Like, I have to go naked. And we're like, mom, no. Like, we're crying. Like, I was like, you can't go naked in front of all these random people. And she's like, I'm not going to be naked. I mean, it's going to be women in there and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, don't do it. And she had like some Indian, um, you know, family member of Nahima's got to come and like just keep an eye on us while she was in this hut but she would just be like i'll be right back i'm just gonna go get naked in a hut i'm like no i'll be right back in like four hours too right (laughs) you had to watch the man with two brains twice yeah (laughs) (laughs) totally get our minds off of our mom being naked in a hut you know she's very eccentric but she's traveled with both of us like all different places i mean i know i've you know i've gotten my my chance of like traveling with her by herself. The boys mm-hmm. have too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get jealous that they had these trips with her. I'm sure. Did y'all get well, jealous? She, she took us to, to Paris and then to Grenoble where uh, we have uh, cousins, Bruno and Guillaume. <laughs> she made me like take photos with everybody that had a mohawk in London. <laughs> when we were... <laughs> That's I was very like, Mom, she was like, there's another one. And I was like, it's not a circus. You know, I was like, they literally oh like, but they were like, it was just back in, you know, yes. they looked so cool. And yeah. she's just like, I've got to go talk to them. I'm like, do you? Yeah. I mean, I'm eight, you yeah. know, or yeah. 10. I can't yeah. remember. I just was like, why do you feel like you have to talk to everybody um, with a mohawk? Oh my God. <laughs> this woman's my soul sister. I, I would I totally it. get on with her. I mean, uh, you I, probably I, would. Court, we didn't get in... We didn't get into a lot of trouble when we were growing up, like in school. Yeah. Outside of school, there was a lot of trouble. Michael, there's a rumor going around that you were quite the troublemaker in school and that you got sent to the principal's office a lot. 
Yeah, which time? <laughs> exactly. What'd you do? I think I was, I don't, I, I never did anything like overtly bad or like egregious. It was always just misdemeanors causing. Yeah. They were all misdemeanors for sure. I got kicked out of class a lot just because of being disruptive. <laughs> Is this middle school? Yeah. But I got moved from elementary school to middle school because apparently I was mischievous or well, my mom would show up at school and I'm like, Oh my God, I'd see her in the hallway. And I'm like, I'm so excited to see her. And I'm like, Oh, are you like coming to like bring me a, like a snack or who yeah, knows what? Yeah. You, know? you volunteer. You're volunteering. Like I got so excited. She's like, now I'm going to the principal's room to see your brother's in there. And I'm like, again, you know, and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like again, clearly Michael's blocked that out. Yeah. It's not even a block. I think it's just like, it was impactful. I was doing Elise a favor. I was creating memories for Elise right, where right. I was. You wanted your, her to think her mom really cared and was involved. Yeah. Did a lot of volunteering. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, oh, Elise needs some extra attention today. What can I do in here to disrupt this classroom and get sent to the principal's My office? My older sister is so special. Let me just do something fun for her. So generous. If we're talking about, though, disciplinary action, my favorite memory mm-hmm. is of Jonathan. Oh, okay. Sweet Jonathan over there? Yes. Me? We went to Cistercian mm-hmm. for middle school and... This happened, I think, after I was at, I had left for Jesuit. So that was fifth grade through eighth grade. Is this mooning my class? This is mooning your class. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I also got in some trouble yes. in school. Yeah. You also got in some trouble. Would you like to tell the story? Because, I, I mean, it's first person. It's probably better. So there's an aisleway, and you have classrooms on either side. And the uh, roof of the classroom angles to some skylights. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little walkway <laughs> where there's the skylights, probably for maintenance. Yes. Um, well, one of the upperclassmen shows me how to get up there. Oh, my God. And so I had to crawl past, I guess I was in seventh grade because I remember it was an eighth grader that ruined this. Um, but I crawled on the, uh, on the deck, you know, to where my class was <laughs> doing a study review. After you had gotten kicked out of class, though. After I get, got kicked out of class. Yeah, yeah. you so had to be in the to, hallway to start this to, whole yeah, right. And did you purposely get kicked out of class so that you could go pull this prank? I don't remember that, but that does seem like the uh, the best way to pull this off. Okay, yeah. yeah. So kicked out of class, mm-hmm. decide the uh, best course of action is to moon the class, you know, create some comedy for <laughs> From everyone. From the skylight. From the skylight. Wow, so that is so you smart. You go outside and there's a way to climb up onto this little landing kind of maintenance area Uh and so i crawl past one classroom which are the eighth grade classrooms to where my class is and i go full moon while the teacher's back is turned so everyone's laughing their ass off at this point and then are you like sitting on the skylight with your butt yeah pressing your butt cheeks against the is your undercarriage I, I just went the butt. Because I'm picturing him squat? squatting oh. over. It's, it's not over. You're, yeah. Right, because that could expose more than just a moon. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. <laughs> Mars and Saturn might make a cameo. <laughs> The class is cracking up. The class is cracking up. You know, I, I did my job and uh, pull, <laughs> pulled the pants up. And now I'm crawling back to where I can exit the skylight. Feeling like a stud, right? Like, of course. Yeah. yeah like that was awesome. Nailed it. I just pulled it off. 
And one of the eighth graders, you know, points like, look at him as I'm trying to make the escape. And so I jump down back into the hallway and one of the monks just, I mean, goes full Ray Lewis and just two hand knocks me right into the wall. Oh my God. That can't uh, do that today. No, no, no. Wait, so he pushed you against the wall. And what was the punishment besides that? Oh, you wrote a million lines. Uh-huh. Uh, I will never moon again. Exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, for a week, you're you're writing the same thing Blue over moon. and over. Uh, but I bet you were the most popular kid after that. I mean, that's like heroic for an all-boys school in seventh grade. I can't think of... I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. What did Mama Tori do? She was very upset. But she also did cheer me on as I was fighting someone <laughs> at that school, too. Because she she worked uh, the little, not concessions, but yeah. where you can sell, like, the shirts. Yeah. And yeah. She was there The, the bare necessities is what yeah. it was called at Ursula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, I got into a fight with an upperclassman, a high schooler, when I was in middle school. And I remember a lot of kids kind of walled off, you know, one side of this aisleway. And on the other side was Tornado just, you know, screaming, kick his ass. And, <laughs> and that was your mom? We call her a Tornado. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because she's just always whir- a whirling dervish? I don't know. Like, why do, you, why do we yes. call her a Tornado? Because she's always a whirling dervish. Yeah. When did that happen? Whirling around in her Winnebago, going to sweat lodges, cheering on her son. Yeah, Tori yeah. Tornado. She's oh, so we just it. call her the Tornado. Yeah. That's hilarious. I thought of this earlier. There was a, a high school story, and it was, you know, classic where we know one of our friends' parents are out of town. So, you know, I'm trying to say we're going over to this person's house while they're saying we're going to that person's oh, yeah. house. Oh, yeah. Also, we can throw the house party. It was at Hughes's house because um, oh, yeah. his parents were out of town. <laughs> and we, we think, you know, we're smart. We've got yeah. this covered. And then all of a sudden, the door flies open. And parents are coming in, but Tornado was leading the charge, (laughs) (laughs) screaming, your asses are grasses, and I'm the lawnmower. (laughs) And doesn't even stop at grass. I love how it was plural. Your asses are grasses, and I'm the lawnmower. And the lawnmower. Oh, maybe she should be called the lawnmower. (laughs) That's amazing. I've never heard that story. And then I think it was Connor that jumped the fence and we were all cracking up because, I mean, I'm pretty sure his dad, who was right behind Tori, was going to make a positive identification <laughs> that he was there. Right. Did Connor really think he was going to escape that, that lawnmower? He, yeah. He thought <laughs> oh it, but God. it didn't happen. I love this woman. <laughs> oh, gosh. We always, you know, like to go big at Halloween. You know, Whitney and her costume parties and oh, her yeah. Halloween and all that. And I, I do it in L.A. too with my kids. We go big. Did Mama Tori go big at Halloween? She loves Halloween. Oh. Loves Halloween. I mean, well, why I love you also <laughs> with, like, the fact that you just, like, embrace all this costume stuff and you're yeah. just, like, creative. Like, I love that. Um, but <laughs> she's you. definitely instilled all of that in us. I would think, and don't you agree, she went ridiculously all out when we were little. Oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> we were the haunted hallway. Oh. The haunted hallway house. Oh, that, like for uh, trick-or-treaters like, to for come? For trick-or-treaters. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just stop at the door and decorate outside. You it was, in. we'd come in, into the house, into the hallway, make a turn, mm. you know, yeah. maybe there's a room. Like, 
Wow. It was a it was a big deal. I mean, like it was the downstairs bathroom under the staircase was completely like that. She put a red light bulb. Yeah. She, you had to bob for apples. Like so, anyone with face makeup walked yeah. out with no makeup on <laughs> right. anymore. She forced you, held your head down. Jar of nasty noodles. Yes, you know? I remember. Yeah, like that, the wet brains, uh-huh, grape, uh-huh. the peeled grapes were the eyeballs. Yes, she had all these like accessories, but like lined the hallways with trash bags. I mean, but yeah, like I don't think you could do this day. Like any no. kid, like nobody would like walk into your house. People are like no so way. scared. Right. But this was a full on production. That's amazing. We had a cat named Spooky and Spookette. (laughs) (laughs) Did she dress up? Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. Big witch lady. Mm. (laughs) She did the witch every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I remember the witch costume. And she'd laugh. She had the laugh. Oh, a good cackle. The the cackle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the progression of it. I remember that there was like, I mean, it was a strong, like a nose, right. the hat, right. mm-hmm. some moles, sure. some face makeup. Some face makeup. Yeah. But then she would just like randomly like cackle, like, you know, like every, you know, 15 kids, she'd like get it out, you know, and like, you know, I mean, cause you probably could go horse by the end of the night. What do you remember, Jonathan? I remember my awesome He-Man costume. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. I was all about He-Man yeah, in, in that time. Well, we all had to be about He-Man because you were all He-Man. So many yeah. He-Man baby rules. <laughs> she made us all one year um, like homemade Ghostbuster. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I think we still have those. We actually. definitely do. Yeah. The paint, the paint white suit, the white sure. paint, or like yeah, yeah, the like overall or not overalls, but the like dickies. Coveralls. Yeah, 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 coveralls. Like the people that go underneath the house put them sure. on. You know, yeah. um, Lance owns two pairs. Okay, my husband. <laughs> yeah, she made us like the pro. Was it pro? Proton pack? Proton pack. Yeah, yeah proton we had packs. a box on the nice. back. It was probably a shoe box that just got wrapped oh, in white paper. Oh, that's smart. She ordered the stickers. We had a huge sticker on it. She's got 10 million items in her house, and she's, like, super proud of her costume closet. We're going to move on to the rapid-fire portion of this podcast. One word to describe your mom, Michael. Determined. Hmm. Elise. Fierce. Jonathan. Magnanimous. Ooh, some good ones. Breaking out the big guns there. Michael, who's her favorite? Elise. (laughs) The princess. It's the mom-daughter relationship. Do you agree with that, Jonathan? No, it's me. (laughs) I was going to say Jonathan. I knew it was Jonathan. I just didn't want to give him that credit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, who makes her laugh the most, Jonathan? Elise. You think? Probably. I think you do. You're the funnier one. Y'all are all pretty damn funny. Yeah. Though, Although, in my opinion. I don't know. You are too, Michael. Not necessarily around mom. We're usually fighting. Yeah. Right, well, then this is going to lead me to my next yeah. question. I was going to ask who pisses mom off the most. Michael. For sure, Michael. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Michael. Unanimous decision. It's got to be that way, Michael. There's so much similarity that I think yeah. we, we that we butt heads. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She's stuck on the like first, middle, and third child rules that you always hear. It's always yeah. the uh, the middle child is the Dennis the Menace of the family. <laughs> <laughs> True. What is one trait that you got from your mom, Tori, Jonathan? Creativity. Mm-hmm. Michael. Work ethic. Mm-hmm. Elise. Non-judgmental. Oh, that's beautiful. Elise, what's one thing that you would like to tell your mother today while you're on this podcast? Oh, boy. I would love to tell her that 
doesn't matter what she does or what anybody else is doing around her. Everything she does is so unique and so appreciated. And I know it's coming from a place of 100% love and support and just don't change. And you're fucking amazing. Aw, so sweet. What about you, Michael? Um, I think I've tried to tell her before. I mean, I love her to death. She knows that. She did an absolute great job and continues to to do a great job being a mother and a grandmother. Sometimes I'm, you know, when I try to talk to her or, yeah, when I try to talk to her, which doesn't happen as much as often anymore, I'm looking more for a friend than I am looking for a mother. Mm -hmm. She, understandably so, has a hard time adjusting to that, knowing she raised me and I'm an adult now and I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I'm looking for advice, not necessarily like the motherly kind of advice. So, um, every, every mother of boys really struggles with that. Yeah. I think, I mean, and I get it. I, I know that it's hard and I try to give her a pass, but at the same time, if I'm, you know, I mean, I think that's definitely not kept us from being closer, but kept us a little bit from communicating more. Yeah. Because the communication is tougher. Makes sense. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for a little bit different kind of relationship. Because you know the love is there. So 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. She know, and, and I think she knows as well. For sure. But she I does. just don't talk to her. I mean, they talk to her way more than I do. Yeah. I call to check on her every once in a while. And, and, you know, I'm here for her and help her or whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, pick up the phone. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do, motherfucker. <laughs> Jonathan? Um, she's incredibly smart, and I always thought that it was really cool how she wants to do something and will always achieve it. Mm. And a lot of people give up on things. She got her master's degree, then she wanted to get her doctorate. She's a doctor. Wow. wow. It's everything she sets her mind to. She wants to complete it, and she's smart enough and cool enough in every situation to, to do that. So I would tell her that I'm always kind of in awe of my mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's really cool and she's fun. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. The tornado. You got to meet the tornado. I I definitely need to meet the tornado. Yeah. She's definitely one to be reckoned with for sure. So fun. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these beautiful memories and stories about Mama Tori tonight. Um, I just... Love getting to know you guys, and thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been so fun. I know Elise well, but haven't seen you guys in a long time, so it's awesome. Thank you for sharing. I know Elise was like, come on this podcast, and y'all were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad you did? It was, it was definitely intimidating, I was, or like, and like, uh, head scratcher. What are we doing here? Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. Does it all make sense now? It, it does, if not for Whitney and the personal connection, you yeah. know, yeah. from years and years ago, yeah. Yeah. like this probably would not have happened. Right. Well, so. right. thank you. And I know Lisa is one of our biggest supporters. I am. I love it. Jonathan, tell our listeners how we can find you at Barsati. You can uh, go on the website, uh, barsatis-dallas.com. We were formerly Carbones, oh, yeah. uh, which... Uh, We've been open um, in the same space since Mm -hmm. 2012. We went through a remodel, new name, Barsati's Mm -hmm. Fine Food and Liquors on uh, Oaklawn. We're hoping to be there for 
many years time. to come. You yeah, will we, be. I we can feel we it. love the neighborhood. Great. We've we're a neighborhood spot and we hope to see everyone there soon. Dallas in Dallas, Texas. Yes, Dallas, Dallas Texas. Texas. Give them yes. your cell number to text you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when they need a reservation for seats at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's end it like we always do, Courtney. Love you. Love your show, Wit. I love you. I love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.